Episode 17, Trial by Fire. Well, trial by fire is when you kind of get pushed into learning something on the spot, like when you start doing something new at home and you just kind of learn as you go along. Most of the time, it happens at a job. And it's the part of the job where you end up having to learn something while you're at work, and by that, I mean trial by fire. It's a strange place to be in when all of a sudden you're thrust into something that pushes your boundaries. It scares you, and yes, you have to get after it on the spot. And to be honest, I think we all need that. Well, here's three stories about that. And the first one is called, Everything You Need to Know is Right There in the Pamphlet. This story is about a friend of mine. Let's call him Paul. Well, Paul had finally decided he was tired of working bullshit jobs, and he'd worked as a painter for a while, and he worked for the city of Portland, and he said that wasn't any fun at all. So he decided he needed to go back to school and learn something, get a career. And Paul's smart. He's got a great attitude, and of course he did great in school, and he went to school to be a physical therapist. It didn't take him long till he landed a job, and his first job, he told me, was going really pretty well. While at work one day, he said he got a call into the boss's office, and of course he was a little nervous. Who wouldn't be? He told me he walked in and was informed there was a patient that needed treatment, and he would need to fill in for someone. He asked what they needed help with, pulled muscle, arthritis, a work injury of some kind. The boss lady told him that the patient uh, was a female in her 50s, and she was dealing with incontinence. I'm sure he was be bewildered at first, and then he said, I really have no experience dealing with that, and I wouldn't know how to help her at all. Well, of course, the boss had loads of confidence in him and said, you'll do great. He asked, well, when was she coming in? This week? Next week? Should I look at the schedule board? And she replied, oh, no, she's in room four right now down the hall, and she handed him a pamphlet and said, everything you need to know is in there. The patient was waiting for you right now. Good luck. You'll do great. Tommy walked into the room, introduced himself. She sat in a chair, and he stood behind her and told her that uh, he was going to help her with her kegel exercises and that she wanted to envision them as an elevator Take them up to the sixth floor, and then down to the second, then up to the fifth, then down to the first. He stood behind her and read from this pamphlet about all these instructions, and he never did let her know he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Trial by fire. Story number two. We need to hire someone. I worked for a guy named David. He purchased the Mount Tabor Theater, and it was a music venue here in Portland, Oregon, and I had worked there over the years. In fact, he was the third owner I had worked for. David was from New York, and he seemed like an all right guy. He contacted me and wanted me to come in and talk with him about the club, and he had heard I'd worked there in the past. I'd booked bands and that I had connections with the press in town, and I knew a lot of people, and I knew about, well, just about everything about the club and the neighborhood, and he hired me to book bands, take care of marketing, 
hiring the staff and overseeing the general day-to-day -day operations. First off, I needed to hire an assistant. That went easy. And then we needed to hire staff. I came up with a plan to do interviews in a group format. We put out help wanted ads and I let people know that I was hiring for the venue. We received somewhere over 600 resumes and my assistant and I went through each and every one of them and uh, it was over Labor Day. We separated them into the three categories, bartenders, barbacks, and waitstaff. We narrowed it down to the best candidates and there was somewhere around 75 bartenders, 50 barbacks, and 50 waitstaff, if I remember right. I decided over the course of three days, so Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we would do interviews. We weren't open at that time, so it was easy. We would have each group of people come in, tell them when to arrive. And they would all arrive, and I would get on stage when they were in the main part of the music venue. and I'd explain what we were looking for and our kind of the way that we wanted to run things and, and what the interview process was going to be. And turned on the stage lights, turned the house lights down, played some music on the PA, and we just had all these applicants just kind of hang around, socialize, talk with each other, listen to music. We had coffee and, and beer and water, I think. And, you know, myself, my assistant, and two of my friends that were in the business just mingled and talked with people and observed how they interacted, their body language, and overall just kind of watched and just shot the shit with them. The four of us had my business cards and we would hand them out to people who seemed to be the best fit for the job. And we let them know we were doing second interviews on Tuesday. We asked them to email us later that day, confirm that they were interested in coming back for a second interview. We contacted them all on Monday and set up interview times for that Tuesday and Wednesday. Myself, the owner, and my assistant sat at a long table. We had them come in three at a time. I asked them questions, looked at their resume, and I fielded any questions they had. We interviewed all three groups over the next two days, and I hired a complete staff and started training that Friday. Most of them, it didn't take long, just kind of going over the place and everything. After three months, everyone we hired explained that was the best interview they'd ever been part of. The staff was amazing, super talented. They all know about the bar business. They all had experience in music venues. And I had indeed put together a group of fantastic people to work at the venue. The owner and my assistant was blown away at the process. Of course, I never hired a complete staff before. Trial by fire. Story number three. The Adventures of Twinkie the Kid. When I was younger in Michigan, I worked for this company called Manpower for a short time. I'm not sure if they're still around or not. And they were a staffing company, and they would supply different companies with temporary employees for a wide range of jobs. I had been on a few assignments, and the last one I did had just ended. I called in the next day and informed them that I was available for work. And they said there was a company that needed someone for a few days. It was ITT Continental Bakeries. And I said, great. 
they gave me the address and the day and the time to be there and who I would need to report to. I can't remember what day I called. I think it was like a Wednesday. At any rate, they needed somebody for that weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I had a couple days off before the assignment started. And Friday morning arrived, and I was off and went to the job. It was in a giant building, and I went in the main office, and it was in one of those industrial complexes, so it didn't really look like anything from the outside. They informed me to go around to the back. I could park there and go into the main door by the loading dock. I drove in the back, and once I parked, I walked in and asked for, I can't remember the guy's name. Of course I can. I think it was, let's just call him Joe. I told them I, who I was, and I was looking for Joe. The first guy kind of smiled and said, I don't know where he's at. Go ask that guy. And I went over and asked him, and I said, hi, I'm looking for Joe. My name's Tony, and I'm here to work this weekend. And he laughed and said, oh, Joe's over there. He pointed me in a direction, and off I went. I noticed that there were big bakery trucks everywhere that said hostess on the side, and after looking around, I thought, shit, this is a hostess distribution center. Well, I love hostess. I walked over to the guy and said, hello, my name's Tony. Are you Joe? He turned, smiled, and said, I am. So you're my guy, huh? I replied, I sure am. He said, great. Hang out here by this truck, and I'll be back in a few minutes. And I just kind of sat there and thought, I wonder what we're doing. Well, he, he came back and said, all right, we're ready. Jump in the truck. Once in the truck, he said, you can sit on that big, large box there. And it was a six-foot by four-foot by four-foot box, and there was a bunch of racks filled with Twinkies and some other boxes. And he asked if I liked Twinkies, and I said, I sure do. And he told me I could eat as many as I wanted. After about 30 minutes of driving, I probably had four or five, and I said, well, that's enough. He said, yeah, we're headed out here, and we went out of town, and we pulled into this grocery store parking lot and around to the back, and he said, are you ready? I said, yeah, what, what are we doing? He said, oh, your costume's in that big wooden box you've been sitting on. And I thought, costume? What costume? Well, I opened the box and pulled out this giant yellow-looking thing, some large white boots, a big cowboy hat made out of foam, and a pair of yellow sponge-colored tights. It was a Twinkie the Kid costume. Then he says, go ahead and get your outfit on, and we'll head into the store. I kind of looked at him and said, get my outfit on? He said, yeah, put this on. You're going to hand out Twinkies, plastic Twinkie the Kid rings, and balloons. We've got six stops today. Well, I, I'd never been a mascot, but... Once I slipped on those yellow tights, he helped me put this Twinkie, plat, this big Twinkie thing on, and I put the white cowboy boots on, and I gotta tell you, I was the best fucking Twinkie the kid there ever was. Nothing but trial by fire. Well, thanks for 
listening to my podcast. Remember, be a good human and do the best you can. <laughs> <laughs>